Today on the Competing for Christ podcast, we are talking with Coach Braxton Harris, head football coach at Houston Christian University. Coach Harris took over the program this past December, and I can I can already tell how much he is improving that program just by having this conversation with him. Today, we are talking with Coach Harris about what it means to protect Christ's brand, even in a world full of individualism, NIL money, and getting to the top no matter what. There's a lot within this discussion today, but my hope in this is that athletes out there learn that we can't compromise what Christ calls us to. We have to be able to show Christ through our actions, through our words, and through our play, even if it means sacrificing something that this world can bring us. I hope you remember that no matter what you receive in this world, It will never satisfy you like Jesus Christ will and continues to do. Welcome back to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today we get to talk to the brand new head football coach at Houston Christian University, Coach Braxton Harris. Coach, Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? Hey, Ken, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Man, I I love what you've done in this space, and I love the opportunity that you provided both athletes and coaches um, to be able to talk about their spiritual faith um, and who they believe. And so, uh, man, I'm excited to be here. Um, How I'm doing, that's a great question. When I figure that out, um, I'll let you know. Uh, (laughs) It's been a mad dash since December getting this opportunity. Um, and uh, I'll hopefully end of June, 1st of July, I'll be able to uh, pull my head out of the sand a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's it's crazy right now. I can't even imagine. But yeah, it really does mean a lot to me that you took the time today. Um, and just for a little bit of context about your life and how, how you have got to the point where you're at, I would love if you just talked about how God has impacted your life and the way you view sports as a whole. Yeah, you know, man, I'll, I, I, it kind of starts with how I was raised and brought up, man. My dad was a high school football coach. My mom was an educator. And um, so as a kid, I got to see, um, I was very fortunate, man. I got to see what godly parents look like, right? Um, but then even more, I got to see what a godly coach looks like. I, I, I got to see, go with my dad to FCA events. You know, I, I got to see him make a difference in kids' lives. I got to see my mom taking kids to get the SAT and the ACT back when, Pre-COVID, when that was a thing, right? Uh, Post-COVID, now we don't think uh, that's necessary all of a sudden because we had a, a pandemic, but uh, we'll keep off the politics, right? Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I got to see those things. And so what I got to see, uh, you know, Ken, at an early age is how you can use the game of football to make a difference in people's lives, right? And then as a believer, how much more of a difference that we get the opportunity to not just influence them positively, but say, hey, man, how do you handle all this? Uh, I mean, how do you handle the stress of day to day? And the only way that you do that is because you have a hope in Christ. Um, and so it opens up that huge platform. And so, man, I was so fortunate at an early age to to see that and see that modeled for me. Um, you know, today there's a lot of people that don't get that opportunity, Ken. You know, they don't get to see that piece. And so I feel very fortunate that that I was I was brought up and I was raised that way. And so to me, my whole life, football and faith and football and your relationship with Christ, they've always gone together. Um, And so I've been very fortunate coming up. I played for my dad in high school. I went to the University of Mary Harden Baylor, played for coach Pete Fredenberg. Um, That was, faith was a part of what we did there. So that was, there was never a 
a disconnect there. I went and played, uh, went and coached at Waco High for Danny Ramsey um, for a year, and Faith was a part of him. I went to TOU and coached for Danny Padrone, and Faith was a part of what he did. And I got an opportunity to go to uh, Howard Payne University and be the head football coach, and Faith was a part of that program. Got a chance to go to Campbell, who's a uh, Christian university up in North Carolina, and Faith was a part of that piece. And then coming here to HCU, that's what that was what was so attractive about this job was again you you can put those two things together you don't have to be ashamed you don't have to look around you don't have to wonder about what it is um it's an expectation here at our university with dr sloan our president um he lives that out and shows that each and every day in those spots and so i'm fortunate man i've just been around this my whole life in the the avenue that they go together yeah that's so cool how faith has been pretty much the central message wherever you have gone in your life. And that's that's so important for not only as a coach, but as an athlete as well. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, you were hired last December, like literally six months ago. I know it's still early, but how are you changing or how are you planning to change the culture at HCU? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Like that's the million, the, the million dollar question with the 10 cent answer, right? Um, <laughs> until you prove it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know, the thing that we're focusing on is we're focusing on our student athletes. Um, you know, I think in today's world of college sports, you know, man, it, it, it's about money. It's about facilities. It's about all these other things. Um, I, I believe those things are important. Don't get me wrong. But I think the thing that changes a culture is the one-on-one relationship with your student athletes, right? Um, they have to know that we care about them as a person. They have to know that uh, we care what they do off the field. They have to know we care about what they do in their English class. They have to know that we care about what's going on at home. Um, because as you know in this thing, our kids nowadays in this, in this world that we live in, man, they have to deal with so much stuff that guys like myself, I never had to deal with at this age, right? Um, and I've noticed it more at the Division One level because these guys, um, these guys are their family's hopes in a lot of areas. And man, how much pressure is that on an 18 to 23, 24-year-old um, that he's got to perform and everybody's counting on them in that spot? And so, um, you know, our guys go through a lot, just like everybody's players do, right? Um, I think in today's society, everybody sees college athletics as this big deal and everybody's making money, money, money. Well, man, the majority of them aren't, right? Like the majority of them are just trying to make it um, in this piece. And just like our guys here at HCU. And so the question that you asked is how you change the culture. And the way that we're going about trying to change the culture is we're trying to build relationships with our kids and be able to make a difference in, in each kid's life, right? Um, you know, you've heard the sand dollar story. You're walking along this beach and there's these all these sand, you know, sand dollars that are laying on there. And there's a guy that's walking by and he's throwing one in at a time. And the guy says, what are you doing, man? Like, there's no way, like, you can fix all these. You can't save all these. And he said, picks up that one, but he says, you know, to this one, it means everything in the world and throws it back in the ocean. And so at times we feel overwhelmed. I'm sure everybody feels overwhelmed in that spot. But the goal is to change the culture by one student athlete at a time and being able to us invest in them. How do you incorporate your faith into every relationship you have with the student athletes? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think you have to necessarily incorporate. I think it, it should be who, kind of who you are in those spots, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and so my kids that come and sit on my couch and talk, they're not going to get preached at, right? Like, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't do that. But there are times, to be honest with you, Ken, that, you know, kids going through some struggles. And I, he sits down in my office and I just ask him, you know, at certain times, like, hey, man, do you have a faith? Is there anything you believe in, you know? Um, and I try to open up that door and I try to share with them the, the same struggles that, that they're going through and, 
you know, mental health is such a big piece of it nowadays, right? Um, and mental health doesn't, um, it, it, you're not exempt from mental health. Doesn't matter if you're 39 years old or 19 years old, right? Um, the only way that I get through all those pieces is through my faith in Christ. And so what I try to do is share how I, how, how God's helped me and God's been able to, to use me and be able to help me when I, when I don't feel like anybody else can in those spots. Um, and then I try to open up that door um, and try to let them be able to walk back through it. And I got great coaches that they can go into these coaches' offices and they can have that same conversation about their faith because I know they're men of faith and, and they're going to lead our guys in the right way as well. Yeah, as Christians in sport, I, whether you're a coach, an athlete, a fan, a ref, whatever it is, I think that it's important to always reflect the values and what Christ has done for you through your actions. How do you do this practically, and how do you like teach your student-athletes to do this? I think there's a lot of different ways to go about that, right? And so I don't think there's a right or a wrong, right? Um, I think that it goes back to each each person has to make their decision based off their relationship with Christ of what it should look like. Sometimes can we get it right? And sometimes we get it wrong, right? Um, and so in those wrongs, sometimes we shy away from the wrong, right? Um, we, we don't want to show that piece or we get, we get you know, t- you, you get, well, you shouldn't talk like that or you shouldn't act like that. You're a believer in all those spots. Um, we've all heard those things in sports, right? Um, and so what we try to do is, is we want to compete our tails off. And if, if there's a line that we cross, we want to address it. We want to say, Hey man, I, I took that too far. I shouldn't have handled it that way. Uh, that's accountability, right? Like to me as a believer, accountability is what makes the Christian faith and what's the, the relationship with Christ. That's what makes, that's, that's the magic, right? Is the forgiveness that we get in those spots. And as believers sometimes, and I can get on a little bit of a soapbox here is, we shy away from the mistakes that we make because we think that we have to be perfect. Um, and to me, if we as believers and as me is what I try to be is I want to be authentic and I want to be real with our players. Does that mean Coach Harris has got it all figured out? No, not by any chance. Does that mean Coach Harris is perfect in the decisions that he makes? No, that shows you why I have to have that faith and I have to have that relationship in Christ and that shows the need. If I had it all figured out, what would I need a faith for? What would I need that belief in? And so, you know, in sports, man, I think there's a misnomer that Christians have to be this and they have to look a certain way and they have to act a certain way. Um, it, man, I, I just believe that each person has that independent relationship with Christ and they should be led in that, that aspect on how that looks. And if you mess up and you screw it up, just say I screwed it up, man. And man, I'm thankful for this piece. Today, I wanted to focus on how anyone in sports can protect Christ's brand. And that's something that I have learned that you are very passionate about. And I think we hear so much today about, you know, protecting my brand and rep who you are and building my network. And I, I think that's so individualistic. How can we shift that into saying that we need to protect the brand of Christ? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it kind of goes back to what you said earlier and we talked about is, you know, Christ should be within you, right? And so um, my job is to be able to live a life that looks different than other people, right? Um, that doesn't mean, like we just talked about, that doesn't mean a perfect life. It just means a different life, right? Um, unfortunately, in sports, you're either going to win or you're going to lose, Right. But in sports, everybody's watching you when you win and everybody's watching you when you lose. And they're, act, they're looking how you respond to those spots. Do you react to a good situation? Um, do you react to a bad situation? Or do you respond to both those situations? Um, and so 
how do you protect the brand of Christ is, and this sounds like cliche, and we're kind of getting back to the same point over and over and over again, right? Is that if I don't have that personal relationship with Christ and it's not a daily walk, man, there's no way that I can do those things. But if I fill my heart and I feel my life with Christ, man, that's what's going to come out when I'm squeezed, right? Um, if I don't, man, there's no telling what's going to come out when I'm squeezed in those spots. And sometimes I'm squeezed and Christ comes out. And sometimes I'm squeezed and the world comes out, right? Um, but you talk about protecting the brand. It goes back to me diving into my relationship with Christ. Um, I can't help players. I can't help coaches. I can't help anybody else if I don't have that relationship with Christ myself. And it's not strong and it's not healthy in those spots and it's not growing. Right. And so you say, man, that's a great question. What's the answer? It's really simple. In my opinion, it's make sure that I've got Christ within me and that's a healthy, growing relationship. It's an authentic relationship so that that's what I fill myself up with. So when those tough times comes, that's what comes out of me. We are in a, a world now full of NIL deals and the transfer, transfer portal and so much more in college athletics. How can one remain true to who they are as a Christian athlete and, I mean, not give in to all of this temptation that they're, they're facing nowadays? Well, it, it's, it's kind of like I, I got three boys at home, and we, they love baseball. And we play, they play a ton of baseball, and we're chasing baseball all around. And they're all, they love practicing baseball. They love doing baseball. I mean, they can play baseball every day of the year, right? And they know that if they want to be any good, they have to put the work in to be good, right? Um, but we talked about the other day with my, my three boys, and I think it's correlates to everybody, is what are you giving Christ in this time? What are you being intentional in your time with Christ in those spots? What time is it that you're spending all this time chasing this and you're chasing this? What time are you giving Christ in those places, right? And so in a, 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 I'm a true believer that, man, Christ does not call us to sit back, prop our feet up, and wait on God to do something for us right? I believe that God says, go get your hands dirty and go work, right? Um, and we, we believe that. Um, but my question to all those kids that are going through all those things, they want all these things, they want all these opportunities, is, okay, what are you investing your time into? There's two ways you can tell what somebody believes in, right? You can see what they invest their time into, and then you can see what they invest their money into, right? Those are the truths. Those are truths. Now, we can talk about it and discuss it and say this or that, but at the end of the day, if you pull up a bank account and you pull up a timesheet, that's what really, really matters in people's lives, right? And so yeah. as, as kids are going through this, 18 to 23-year-olds, their time is is crunched, right? Like they got all these different people pulling at them. Man, I need to make this money. I need to do this. I need to put this in. I want to put that in. But it goes back to what I just talked about for myself. Man, you're going to get squeezed in athletics, man. And when you get squeezed, what is going to come out, right? And the only thing that's going to come out is what you intentionally put in, right? And so we, we do everything we can to our kids. We give our kids, we do everything we can to encourage those things. So we give them points in off season, right, Ken, that if they go to, if they miss something, they lose points. If they go to something, you know, they get points, right? We give them Jesus juice points. And so if they go to FCA, if they go to church on Sunday, if they go to, there's tons of organizations here on our campus. And if they choose those things, we give them points for that. Because what I'm trying to, I want them to see is all those things you're pouring into your life. And I believe this, that if I can talk them into going to some of those things, Ken, I believe God's going to do the rest, right? Because I believe then they're going to see something different within them in those spots. And then when those tough times come, when the NIL comes, when all those pieces and the squeezes 
of life come, man, my prayer and my hope and what I know to be true, if they put Christ within themselves, that they're going to see Christ come out of themselves in those spots. Yeah. And I think there's so many verses and principles that talk about this and they advocate for protecting and sharing the gospel and God's name, image, and likeness, I guess you could say. Do you have any that you live in that you coach by, any principles or any verses? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I got this card book, and so I write down things on note paper all the time, on little note cards, and stick them on my desk, and and they just roll roll through these things. Um, you know, I love this in Romans eight twenty eight. You know, it talks about we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to His purpose, right? And and the thing about that is that we say, oh yeah, that makes me feel good. Everything's going to work out. But it comes back and that says that love God, right? And so loving God, if I'm going to love my wife, that doesn't mean I just tell her that I love her. I have to show her that I love her. I have to have actions to back that piece up, right? And so if I love God, I could have actions that show that I love God in those spots. And then at the last piece, I love it because it says a call according to his purpose. It doesn't say my purpose. It doesn't say my NIL agreement. It doesn't say my personal agenda. It says his purpose. And so it promises us those things that mean all things are together for his good, right? But you got to love him and you got to be concentrated on his purpose for your life, not your own purpose in that life, right? And so I love reading the promises that God gives us um, because they're promises, man. They're not suggestions. They're not, hey, if this happens. And so for me, I'm, I'm a simple-minded guy, right? I'm a dumb football coach at the end of the day, right? We're not the smartest guys in the world, right? And so if you tell me, what do I have to do for God to bless my life, I have to love him and I have to be aligned with his purpose. Man, let's go. I can get according. I can get behind that and that can give me action on how I go about and how I live my life today. Not some ph- philosophy of Christ, right? Like we want to operate in practice here, not in philosophy. Coach, this has been really awesome. And there's one more question I wanted to ask you before I let you go. Since taking over the HCU football team, You've been so vocal in stating that you are committed to winning. And I love this stance because I think every athlete and coach should play to win the game. That's why you play. How do you keep that in perspective, though? And and remember that losses do produce growth at times. Well, for, for us, that's simple, is that we have to we have to fall in love with the process, right? Um, we can't we're here to win. Right. But winning means overcoming right? Um, winning means today. Did we win today? Um, every university in, in the country has things at this time of the year that they're having to overcome, right? And a lot of them are maybe outside of that program's control, right? Yeah. Guess what? That's life, man. You know, like we don't always get to control everything, right? And as football coaches, we're the world's worst because we want to control everything, keep it in this box, right? We want to control schedules. We want to do all those things. That's not, that's not real though, right? And so every country, every program in the country right now is having to overcome something, right? And the question is, are they going to win today? You know, we're talking as what, May 24th, right? Nobody's watching. There's no ESPN cameras on at our place right now. There's nobody on the field. None of those things. Can we win today in that opportunity? And can we overcome the things that we have in those spots? That That's the win, right? I mean, that's the piece that you're looking at in that spot. And then whatever happens on Saturday in the fall happens on Saturday. 50% of the teams that play are going to lose. Like 50% of us are losing, guaranteed, promised, right? And so 
it's all about how you respond to that spot. And to me, that's where it, it's got to go back to Ken. Is it, it, It's got to go back to who is your faith and your confidence in, right? I, I believe that God has placed me here at HCU for a purpose, and he's been so great to affirm that each step of the way. And I can tell you, we could spend another 30 minutes on how God's affirmed um, through my family, through me, through different coaches, that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And so when things don't go right, that doesn't change that this is where God wants me to be. When things go good, that doesn't change that this is where God has me in those moments and those spots. You know, and so, yes, are we committed to winning? Yes, 100% at the end of the day, right? Because I believe that I serve a God of excellence, right? My God wins, right? Like, show me a time where he didn't win, right? Like, and so for I don't fall into that category, well, it doesn't matter. No, I think it absolutely matters, right? I think it matters. And at the end of the day, it matters to my checkbook at the end of the day, right? If we win or lose, right? Uh, like, let's be honest, right? Um, and so it matters, but that can't be the end-all, be-all. Right. Like that can't be what gets you up in the morning. I got four kids and this job takes a ton of time from them. Right. And there's a ton of time that I'm away from my family. And my oldest boy, Brooks, asked me, Dad, why do you have to be gone? And my answer is I got to win this football game. That ain't it, man. That ain't it. But if I can look Brooks in the eye and say, hey, Brooks, man, I get to be a part of these these guys life. Uh, I, I get a chance to be a part of their life for 18 to 24 years old where they get to decide who they are going to be as a man. And I get to make a difference. I get to make a small impact in that piece. And hopefully one day that those guys are going to take that and they're going to become better husbands. They're going to be better fathers. They're going to be better members of society because of those things. And if I can look Brooks in the eye and tell him that, that's worth it. And that's a worthy cause for his dad to be gone in those spots. And so does winning important? Absolutely. But winning does not define who we are. Um, and winning does not define who I am. Uh, I'm not a football coach. That's not who I am. Um, I'm a child of God. Um, I'm a husband to my wife. I'm a father to my children. Um, I, I'm those things. Um, football coach is what I do, man. And um, that's you got to be able to separate those two things, in my opinion. Coach, this was incredible. I, I thank you so much for coming on today. It was truly an honor. You've given some great advice for people all, all over. And I just can't wait to see how your first season goes this year. Well, luckily it's not tomorrow. Um, and so we got a couple more months to get everything situated and, and chase guys in the transfer portal and get the right people here. Um, but, man, we're on the right track. And, man, I'm excited about HCU football. I'm excited about the future we have here. Um, and I couldn't be more excited about how things look in the fall for the Huskies. Appreciate you having me. All right. Well, for all of our listeners out there, please make sure to share this episode and subscribe to the show. It means more to us than you know. If you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.